saving money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You know what? I love talking about what I'm going to be doing with coaches. And yes, now's the best time to be a life coach, but I have missed talking about postpartum stuff. So if you skipped the last few episodes because you're not really interested in business stuff, I don't blame you and no worries, then you didn't miss anything. But if you've been listening to those, I just want you to know I am just happy today to be in the postpartum coach shoes talking to you about miscarriage. I will say though, can I say real quick as I um, before I dive in on this topic of miscarriage, I am at my husband's co-working space, so I don't know if you guys know this, but my husband and I purchased a co-working space. I mean, it's really his venture, but we technically co-own it. <laughs> it's here in Denver. It's called Goose Tail Spaces, and um, we love it. There's two locations. And anyway, I'm here, and I have this beautiful view of Denver, and I get to look out at the mountain range, the Rockies. And just see little people walking around, and it's so perfect. So um, as I was laying there, though, on my yoga mat, because I keep my yoga mat in my office always, I was just thinking about how fun it is to be a life coach, because anything you learn in life through the the, the school of hard knocks, <laughs> anything you just naturally learn as you go about becoming and evolving and improving your life, you can essentially teach somebody else that lesson for money. And it's not slimy. It's not salesy because there are people who are going through what you've already gone through that you can serve. And that would be happy and grateful to pay you money to have guidance and to have you hold their hand and teach them and coach them along that way. So really, truly, I mean, we're moving to Costa Rica this year because my business has grown so much that we're able to do that. And I just want you guys to know that you can support your family as a life coach from home. I worked from home for a long time. Now I have this lovely office um, at very little cost to get going. And if that's something that you're interested in doing, or if you even want to just kind of find out more about it, start listening to the episodes on this podcast about the Awaken Mastermind. Go to lizzylangston.com forward slash awaken. And when you're ready, apply to be in the mastermind. It's for brand spanking new coaches all the way to coaches who have been up and at it for a year or two, but just aren't making the money they want to make. So go to lizzylangston.com forward slash awaken. You can always email me if you have any questions about that. Okay, let's dive into the topic today, which is miscarriage. 
I have not personally um, ever miscarried a baby, although there was one time that I thought that I did, and I experienced kind of a range of emotions that I'll talk about in this episode. But I have had clients and, you know, just friends and family who have experienced this. So today I want to talk about three things that pop up that make the grief process after miscarriage singularly painful. And I'm going to address these with much love and compassion. And hopefully, whether this is you listening or maybe you're listening on behalf of a loved one that you might want to share the episode with or kind of just be able to better understand, um, hopefully this helps you recover and heal your heart and your body after miscarriage. So the first kind of tricky thing when, when it comes to miscarrying is the sense of failure. I hear women say, oh, I just feel like my body failed that baby. And if there was like the most painful thing you could ever think, I think that would be it. And yet we do think this, we do start to really believe that we have somehow failed this baby. And you might want to argue for your particular grief or pain with this and tell me, you know, well, when you see this many miscarriages, this many times, Lizzie, this many times, you can't help but think X, Y, or Z, but that's never true. And while I want to honor anybody's grief and pain, I also want to, in this episode, kind of give you some other options of ways you might be able to view miscarriage and the grief that you're feeling. However, I want you to know that anything that I say here today is give or take. It's take or leave. That's probably the more accurate phrase. Take it or leave it. So if it doesn't sit well for you, if it makes you feel invalidated in any way, or if it actually hurts more to think any of the things that I say, then you can just leave them. But my my wish and my hope is that maybe a couple of the things that I say will really help your pain. So when it comes to this sense of failure, um, I like to believe that every life counts. Okay. So while right now your mind and your heart might be really focused on this one life that didn't make it in the way that you thought it would, every life at every stage counts as life given by you when it grows in your body. doesn't matter if there's deformity or you know something physically that wasn't working with the baby's development. It doesn't matter if they lived till two weeks or 12 weeks or 16 weeks. Um, every life counts and every duration um, of the life counts. Every form of life that you create counts. Even the lives that don't look like what we wanted or expected, they still count. I like to get in touch, and this has been easier for me because I haven't actually experienced, I haven't been in the pain of a miscarriage, maybe as some of you have. So take this um, perspective from me. I imagine that um, the baby whose spirit, I, okay, I like to believe, I have to preface this by saying, it helps me feel good so that it serves me to believe that the spirit of your child enters your body as soon as there's a heartbeat. And it just helps me feel connected to that baby so that even if their body leaves, I was able to dwell with their spirit and they got to know me. I like to believe that spiritually all things are known. So just because of time or space or how long their life was, that doesn't limit how much we were able to connect and know each other in the womb. And I imagine that that baby was grateful for your willingness to give it a body. I also like to believe that a body is a body. So it doesn't matter if it was just barely a conglomerate of cells that started to beat as a heart or whether then the hands and the legs and all the things were developed. It doesn't matter. A body is a body and it counts. 
And so I imagine that that baby is grateful for your body, for the body that you gave it. One thing I believe is that we need a body in order to progress eternally, spiritually. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I believe that we were spirits before this life and that getting like having a body and receiving a body is integral to our eternal progression after this life. It, there's something about it that helps us on our way to godhood. And so this act that we have as women of giving children bodies and or nurturing children who have been given bodies by somebody else, all of this is really um, sacred and it is pivotal. We are kind of holding hands with the Savior. The Savior redeems people spiritually and physically, frankly, but we um, start the ability for them to even need the Savior in being born into this world. And so, um, yeah, I imagine that there's a sense of gratitude, even though you weren't able to take them the way you wanted to. The question is, like, were you supposed to? Or was it supposed to be exactly how it was? Um. Did God know that you could handle the grief? I don't know. I'm just playing here, right? I'm not saying yay or nay, so take it or leave it. But sometimes when women have multiple miscarriages, I just can't help but think, is this just something that God knew you could handle? Giving all these spirits bodies that were not meant to live on this earth, but they needed a body. Um, and if that isn't serving, just leave it, you know, maybe you have a lot of frustrated feelings about not being able to conceive yet. And that's totally fine. You can hold both though. You can hold the possibility of a beautiful meaning behind the loss, as well as the grief and the sheer devastation and the frustration and the exasperation of continuing to try to conceive. Um, And even if you weren't willing for a time, maybe some pregnancies um, initially are a surprise. Your body still provided them a body of some kind to some extent for their spirit's progression, and I'm sure that they're grateful for that. So you are still fulfilling your purpose in helping the plan along for those spirits, even if it didn't include you the way you thought it would or the way you wanted. Who's to say also that it won't still include you? I like to believe that after this life, we will understand and get to know the spirits that were in our bodies for a short time during miscarriage, and we will be able to finish raising them. Okay, the second thing that makes um, miscarriage particularly tricky is this ambiguous grief. We think to ourselves, am I supposed to be this sad? Am I supposed to be more sad than I am? Am I supposed to be less sad? And the one thing I wanted to say is there is no one way to grieve an unborn child or even a a stillbirth, right? So there's so many different circumstances along the spectrum of miscarriage. People miscarry really early on all the way to kind of second trimester or even into the third trimester and even um, a stillborn. And so there's no one way that grief is supposed to look. 
I thought I had a miscarriage, like I mentioned earlier, and it turns out it wasn't. But I remember I didn't feel that sad, and I was able to focus on other things while I processed what could possibly be a miscarriage. I never, I didn't know for sure at the time, so I was kind of in between. I did feel shock, and it did take up some mental and emotional space, but I didn't feel very attached or sad, and I kind of just kept going on with life. And I remember this ambiguity am I supposed to be happy? Am I supposed to be sad? Um, now I use contraception and I'm not currently wanting to be pregnant, but whether you are wanting to be pregnant or not, I think this ambiguous grief can be really tricky. And we, like I said, we ask ourselves, is it wrong if I don't feel more sad? And so, um, beware of the tendency to compare your miscarriage grief to that of other women. Um, if you can't get out of bed for days because of your grief, that just, just because somebody else was able to, that doesn't mean anything. So don't make it mean anything because your body processes a miscarriage in a completely different way than somebody else's did your energetic body. And emotionally, you're going to feel it differently than somebody else. Watch out also for black or white grieving. So let me explain what I mean by that. A lot of times we are either fully devastated, can't get out of bed, or we're, we are um, fine and moving on. So we either feel devastated and broken or fine, or we're moving on. And sometimes as we begin to heal from the pain and grief of a miscarriage, we start to feel a little better. And then what does our conscious mind do? It almost attacks us and gives us grief, or I mean, that's not the best way to use that phrase, phrase, but it gives us a hard time for coming out of our grief a little bit. We start to feel a little lighter and happier. And our brain wants to say, well, if you're feeling happy, then that means you didn't love that baby. That means that you aren't really grieving. That means that you're somehow letting go and just moving on. And it's, it's not still a part of you. So that's very black or white. And what I want to offer to you, especially as you feel really tender and maybe even physically tired over the next while, as you continue to grieve your miscarriage is, can you be grieving and not grieving? Can that ebb and flow? It doesn't have to be black or white. That's very masculine mindset. Can it be more of a feminine mindset? Your body can be broken and stronger. Your emotional state, you can feel broken and you can also feel stronger through this experience. You don't have to just pick the black or the white, the hard or the happy. You can feel a little of both and let it ebb and flow and you can just move with that process. Um, A word on depressiveness, this is kind of part three here, is a word on depressiveness as it relates to grieving and physically processing a miscarriage. So depressiveness happens often when we don't let the pain come up and out. A lot of times we don't do that because we are distracting ourselves. We just don't want to feel the pain. We're scared to feel the pain. It's a form of denial, not feeling the pain. So just notice that. um, And that's when you're more susceptible to depressiveness. And if you're feeling depressive, I just want you to know don't be afraid of depressiveness, okay, regarding miscarriage or even not regarding miscarriage. On this podcast, I have two episodes that I wanted to tell you about that if you're feeling depressiveness, possibly for the first time ever, or maybe it's not your first rodeo, um, but some some mindset hacks that will help you ride out the depressiveness and not um, spiral deeper into the rabbit hole of depression. So first is episode number 31, seasonal depression, and that's going to give you a really good idea of how I navigated 
and how I still do navigate depressiveness whenever it pops up for me, because it does, whether it's seasonal or, you know, the loss of somebody I love, sometimes I can get into depressiveness and that's perfectly normal part of the human, um, emotional processing phase. So just episode 31, I think it's 31. It's right around there, but it's called seasonal depression. Apple doesn't number my episodes when I go back and look at them. So I'm just ballparking it. And then episode 28, it's also right around there and it's neutralize your thoughts, heal your postpartum depression. This will really help you as you feel ready. Okay. I want to tell you, you don't need to do anything these episodes say, because sometimes we just want to grieve and we need to grieve and we need to just feel our sadness and our pain and we need to have it. So don't let anyone take it away from you if you don't want it taken away. But if you're starting to feel that desire to start, you know, letting go and moving that energy of grief, if that feels like the next step for you and that that would serve you, you can look at episode 28. And then there's also an episode on grieving on my podcast, which I think would be really helpful. That one's called Grieving Postpartum, and it was recorded January 5th of this year, 2021. So you can just search it on the podcast. But um, yeah, hopefully those help you. The next thing, okay, I'm just trying to think. Um, oh, I wanted to say, as long as you are present and really trying to process your pain, you'll be moving forward. That doesn't mean you won't feel depressive. But like I said a little bit before, we go deeper into depression when we're afraid of it, when we hate it or wish it, we go, wish it would go away or when we're freaked out about it. So staying neutral about your depressiveness is the fastest way to get out of it. I also have an episode called Energy Budgeting that I think would be really helpful for a postpartum mom, and especially if you're going through um, something like miscarriage. So, Because miscarriage, you're technically postpartum too. There was the growth of your child and then um, you still have to deliver that child or your body still sheds it. So I want you to think about yourself as postpartum, even if you've miscarried. Um, so you can listen to that one as well. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, final thoughts. And again, I I disclaim all of the things I say here by the fact that I've never actually experienced miscarriage physically. I have emotionally for a brief time. And that if it had been miscarriage, it would have been really, really early on. Um, but regardless, I do feel like I've been inspired to offer some thoughts. So take or leave these. Um, in the end, because of Jesus Christ and his atonement, all will be made right. That doesn't validate your, or that doesn't invalidate your grief. Okay. So just because we know that things will be made right and that in the end, all the things will work out, whether in this life or the next in the end they will, that doesn't mean that your grief shouldn't be there or that you should somehow feel better. Okay. But if you want to feel better, that might be useful. Um, I like to energetically believe that I can visit those unborn babies in the spirit and I can tell them things. I have, um, um, a massage therapist. Her name's Patty. She's amazing. And she has really, she just has gifts. She can understand when, um, different, 
energies or spirits are in the room and she can um, receive messages from them occasionally when when they want to. And I just remember one time her telling me that I had an angel baby with me and that I don't know if that means a baby that will soon be born, you know, in my life later, or if it's something, a baby that I've miscarried. But I like to believe that your angel babies stay in your energetic, in your energetic body and that they are always with you and near you. And they're just waiting for the continuation of your mother and child relationship beyond this lifetime. Um, I also want you to kind of try on this idea that as spiritual beings having a physical experience, we are not bound by a body. And we are not, or, or the lack of a body. So in our ability to connect and relate, we're not bound by having a body or not having a body connection and love can exist without those two. And we're not bound by time or physical proximity. And so I want you to just play with this idea that possibly you can continue to have a relationship with this child, even though they are not physically present with you. And even though you're not raising them, like you are maybe your other children, Um, And don't misuse that, right? You don't want to be like all consumed in the spirit world and consumed in that connection. Just know that it can be there. And through God's will, you can be in tune with that. Um, I like this idea and take this or leave this, but they may, your, your spirit child may still be looking to you to know how to grieve for themselves as well, right? We're very much in our own grief as the mother, but let's think about their grieving, them grieving, not getting to be in your family at this time as well. And so just be present, maybe kind of try on their grief as well. And that's something that can connect the two of you is that you both might be grieving and that brings you together. I also want to play with this idea that you are still their mother. You are still their mother. You will always be their mother and nothing, their body being here now or not doesn't take away that fact at all. That's an eternal identity piece. Um, If you need dedicated space and direction to grieve and to work through this, come work with me. You can just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. I have a lot of experience in grief and loss of children, and you can come talk to me about that. We can process it together. We can talk about working together on a consult. Um, Last but not least, this is my favorite thought. Miscarriage is a placeholder for motherhood at another day and another time miscarriage is your placeholder. It's a bookmark. That story has not ended. It's just paused. It's not over. It's just begun. And miscarriage is a placeholder for motherhood at another day and another time. It's just the beginning. Love you guys. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. 